going on, guys? Am I close enough to the microphone? Wow, this thing's really loose. Need a little maintenance here on my set. What's up, guys? It's episode 14. Thank you uh, for coming back. You know, you don't have to. You could have just watched episodes 1 through 13 and been like, I get it. I've had enough. I don't want to see what's going on in episode 14. I have no interest in the matter at all. Um, but I'm glad you're here because it makes all of us feel good. Girl Kevin's over here. Girl Kevin, hey, come here. You a little camera shy today? Um, fat Kevin's here. Big fat boy Orange Kevin is here. Um, and also I have a fun thing. I have a fun thing that I'm going to start out with. I literally just thought of this as I sat down to record this episode. That's how fresh and new this idea is. It's hot off the presses. Okay. So I have a bottle of scotch on my podcast set in the shape of a stormtrooper. I believe my friend Stephen Wright bought me this. I don't know. If you're listening, Stephen, thank you. And uh, if you didn't get it for me, then just accept the credit anyway. Um, This is full of a certain type of scotch. And anybody who can guess what kind of scotch it is, I'm going to send them a prize. So if you're listening or watching... (laughs) um, Guess what kind of scotch this is in this Stormtrooper little um, glass thing with the cork on the top. What's the name for this? It's not like a decanter. That's a wine thing, right? Kevin, what's this called? Um, I, I will give you one hint. It is a scotch that comes from the Isla region of Scotland. Okay? It's a very specific region. Most people listening or watching are like, I have no idea what you're talking about. But those who do know, well, guess what? You just got your first clue to where the treasure map is. Uh, Well, I don't know what kind of treasure I'm going to be sending you, but, uh, you know, just follow the steps. Like, be Nicolas Cage and follow your way to the the map on the back of the Declaration of Independence and then find Benjamin Franklin's glasses and then they're, like, 3D and then they they take you to another clue and another clue and then Sean Bean is there and guess what? He dies. Sean Bean always dies. Um, all right. How are we going to start off this episode? Um, I just, I want to say what we're all thinking. My liquid eyeliner got a little out of control today. I lost all control. It went way wide. It went so wide. It is, it's going. The thing about liquid eyeliner is it can smell your fear. So you got to just go for it. And if you hesitate even for a second, you're done for. My eyeliner is trying to escape my face. It's, it's literally, it's literally, quite literally, literally flying off of my, my eye like a G6, like a G6. <laughs> um, in fact, uh, the, the, the legend has it that when I first joined Von Bolt, my band, I tried to do the perfect winged eyeliner for stage, for the, for the onstage. Shut up, computer. Um, Is my PC up to date? Absolutely not. It's not. No, it's not. I'm moments away from throwing this laptop in the trash can because it's horrible. It's the worst computer ever made. Thanks, Dell. What was I saying? Yeah. So uh, I was about to go on stage with Von Bolt, my metal band, for the very first time. And I was trying to draw the perfect liquid eyeliner wing on the side of my eye. And it went too far. And every girl knows or every guy knows, guy liner, whatever, I'm, you know, we're inclusive. Anybody who, who has ever done a liquid eyeliner wing knows that <laughs> it, 
it you make a wing and then the other side's bigger so then you have to make the other side bigger to match the other side but then now that now the right side's bigger than the left now now you have to make the left side bigger and the left and you just keep making it bigger until they're both even but sometimes that includes a lot of making it bigger on both sides and then pretty soon you look like this that's me in my metal band that's me having had my uh, liquid eyeliner just completely get away from me. Complete loss of control. <laughs> um, that's actually not true. The real story behind my band makeup, and this is, um, this is great. This is, a good, this is a good shout out to my band, to uh, James, my lead singer in Von Bolt. It was right before our very first show. For those who don't know, I sing in a metal band and it's called Von Bolt. I'm a backup singer and I do, I, you know, I'm the lead backup vocals, uh, which very much to me has always sounded like assistant to the regional manager. Oh, I'm assistant manager? No, you're assistant to the regional manager. <laughs> anyway, I'm lead backup vocals in this metal band. And uh, before we were having our first ever show, James, the lead singer, is like, we're all going to do Viking makeup. And I'm like, hell yeah, we are. So uh, I'm up in my bathroom. I got my black makeup. I'm like doing this cool Viking stuff across my eyes. I'm looking up YouTube videos. I'm looking up pictures. I'm like trying to match it. I show up at the venue and guess what? Guess whatsies? I'm the only band member with makeup on. I'm the only one with Viking makeup on. <laughs> I was told, I was told, Kevin, don't leave. Kevin, Kevin. I was told that the whole band was doing Viking makeup and yet I show up and I'm the only one in Viking makeup. And I'm like, huh, what? Uh, what? And he's like, no, 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 it's cool. <laughs> that's kind of how James talks. He's like, no, 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 it's fine. Like it, it works. That, that's your look now. Like you, you're going to kill it. It's going to be great. Um, so then I just owned it and that became my band look and now I love it so much. But it does kind of look like what would happen if you really let liquid eyeliner get away from you. If you don't reel that in. Um, but, uh, but anyway, oh, speaking of Von Bolt, we have two shows coming up. We have September 22nd at the Double Down here in Las Vegas. Please come see us. Uh, I've never been to the Double Down. Apparently it's a very legendary venue here in Las Vegas. Um, and then we're also playing October 6th at Vamped here in Vegas, which we've played Vamped many times and it's awesome. So uh, if you guys find yourself in Vegas, please come to our shows. It's a heck of a good time. In fact, okay, so every time we play, we like to say it's Halloween. Like we want it to feel like Halloween every time we play. Have you heard that new Muse song? Dude, the new Muse album. They've got a Halloween song and he's like, you make me feel like it's Halloween. It's Halloween. You know, in his sexy uh, Scientologist falsetto <laughs> that Matt Bellamy does. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah that album's that album's great except i'm confused about one of the songs and this is okay here's the deal i'm a huge i'm a huge muse fan so don't knock me for saying like oh she's judging i'm not judging it's just a thing that i that i thought of when listening to the album <laughs> okay so marilyn manson has a very famous song called the beautiful people right the beautiful people the beautiful people can you guys not? Kevin. Kevin's got zoomies while I'm trying to talk. Love it. Um, he's, so Marilyn Manson sings a song called The Beautiful People, The Beautiful People. Well, Muse on their newest album, which I say newest album, I think it was still like, it's still like two years old. Um, they have a song called The Will of the People. And they kind of, they do the same thing in the song. They're like, The Will of the People, The Will of the People. 
And I'm like, what? Um, hey, real quick. <laughs> Just quick question. Um, have you guys heard of Marilyn Manson? Have you heard the Beautiful People song? It's pretty famous. I'm not even like a hardcore Marilyn Manson fan. I like him, but I don't know his whole his whole library of music, but I sure as hell know beautiful people. So I thought that was real funny that uh, Muse is like, it'll be fine. Like, dude, somebody in the studio had to have been like, hey, um, quick, quick. Maybe it's the intern, right? It's like the unpaid intern who's just like standing there with 12 Starbucks coffees who like just entered. And as soon as he entered the record studio, everyone's like, shh, shh. Like, we're, shh, we're recording, shh. Even though the band's behind the glass, they're still just like, shh, shut up, intern, shut up, we're recording. <laughs> and uh, Matt Bellamy's in there like, the will of the people, the will of the people. And everyone's like digging it. They're like, yes, this is the new sound. This is the sound of the new Muse album. Yes. And then the intern's like, um, just like, ex excuse me. I had, um, have it. This sounds awful lot like the be like beautiful people from Marilyn Manson. I don't know if you guys have heard. And they're like, shut up, intern. We don't pay you for your ideas. We don't pay you for your opinions. And he's like, you don't, you don't pay me at all. Shut up. We don't pay you to talk about how much we're not paying you. Um, <laughs> and I think maybe that's another uh, fake history lesson. Something in history, music history, that never actually happened. But that's the way it happened in my mind. Anyway, it's a great album, and uh, that Halloween song is really awesome. Make me feel like it's Halloween. It's Halloween. Dude, I'm so excited for Halloween. I bought decor. I bought Halloween decor for my podcast set for Halloween. But I ain't going to put it up yet. Because it's August, you know? Dude, I went to Costco. They got Christmas stuff up already. And this is like the most boomer thing I've ever said, right? This is, you can't sound more boomer than when you're like, can you believe they already have Christmas decorations up at Macy's? It's July. It's the most, it's the most boomer thing you can ever say. Um, but I actually was surprised though, because it was like the first week of August. And I saw Halloween stuff at Costco and I'm like, hell yeah, never going to complain about that. Dude, it could be February and people are like, new Halloween stuff. And I'm like, I, I, really? This late in the year? Where were you in January? Um, I'm, so I'm all about that. But I was a little surprised when I walked in Costco and they had the Halloween stuff. And then they also had a bunch of Christmas bows and stuff. They're like, oh, you want to get some, some Christmas wrapping paper? It's August 1st. Like, okay. Um, sure. I think I bought some anyway. But yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh, dang it. I forgot to drink Liquid Death this week on my podcast. I'm trying to get sponsored by Liquid Death. If anybody knows anybody, get me in touch. I'd like to be in touch. Always good to be in touch. Um, anyway, let's continue with the actual episode. This has all just been a, been a bunch of, uh, you know, small talk. But I'm ready to get into the meat of the issue. Um, the issue today is that I have an update on Revenge Training Guy. Um, I, I want to do the French voice from Spongebob. Previously on the Temperamental with Lisa Foils. That was so horrible. Previous, previously on the Temperamental with Lisa Foils. So my neighbor is revenge training. It's the only explanation. This dude, he's so serious. And just every morning, like at the same time, just <gasps> laser focused. Doesn't matter if it's 120 degrees outside, this dude's out there. Something happened to him. Someone hurt him. Someone kicked his dog. 
someone stole a priceless artifact. So that's the only explanation is that um, this dude is deep in revenge training. And I'll tell you what, I'm not going to cross him. Yeah, okay, so you just saw the recap from the other episode. Um, basically, yeah, there's a guy in my neighborhood, and he revenge trains. He's absolutely revenge, revenge training. Something bad happened to him, and he's revenge training. And I support him, and I think he's absolutely ready. This dude is so ripped. He's so ripped. And I encounter, I, I finally had an encounter with him, because I see him all the time, but I've never talked to him, and I've always wanted to talk to him, and I've never gotten close to him. I've mostly just kind of seen the back of his head and his muscles. Just, just, just run around, run around my neighborhood. But let me tell you, let me tell you, uh, it's been like around the 120 degree mark here in Vegas. Gosh, it's been so hot. It's been the surface of the sun. Insane. I hate summer. Gosh, I hate summer so much. It's been so hot. Um, but there was one day where it was only like 91 degrees and I'm like, oh, it's winter now. <laughs> I guess I'll go for a run. And I... Do you hear that? That's Riley drinking water. It's cool. It's cool. I'll wait for you. Can you come here? Come on. Okay. Still going, huh? See, that's what summer does to you. It makes you drink for 12 minutes. I just had to cut. She drank for 12 minutes. I cut in between that <laughs> to make it only seem like uh, 30 seconds. Um, but anyway... So I went for a run when it was 91 degrees outside because my delusional Las Vegas dwelling brain thought it's winter now. It's only 91. Get out the scarves. Here we go. Snow's coming. Um, so I went for a run. And as I was approaching these four steps, it's these four community steps that lead from the neighborhood to the trail that I like to run on. I see revenge training dude. He's out there. Oh my gosh. He's got his sweatpants. And he's got his muscles out. And he's got his shirt draped over his head sort of in like a, a turban hood-like manner. Like he always does. Like he always does. And guess what he's doing? He's sweeping. He's sweeping. He's got a broom and he's sweeping. And again, this dude is so ripped and muscly, he looks like an egg carton. He looks like I could easily balance 12 eggs on his stomach. And they'd each have nice, you know little, little pockets to sit in. Like if you're going to dye eggs and then you need to put them somewhere to dry around Easter time. You're like, anybody got a leftover egg carton? Use this guy's torso. He'll help you out. Anyway, so I see this guy and I'm like, I have to go up these steps, but revenge training guy is on my steps. Oh my gosh. I'm going to get close to revenge training guy for the first time ever. I've seen him for like four years and now here we go. I'm going to, I'm going to see him. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to totally play it cool. So I go up to revenge training guy and I see him sweeping the community stairs and I say, oh, thanks so much. <laughs> oh, thanks so much. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I was Liam Neeson all of a sudden. Oh, thank you so much. You have a particular set of, set of skills and it involves sweeping community stairs. Uh, <laughs> that's almost like, that impression is almost like an impression of Chris D'Elia doing an impression of Liam Neeson. <laughs> oh, his impression is so good. Um, but anyway, I try to thank him. I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. It probably sounded more like that. Oh my God, thank you so much for sweeping the stairs. And he just, and he looks up at me and he says, yeah, I always trip on these in the morning. And in my, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, when you're revenge training, that's when you trip on them. 
Um, but I didn't really say anything because I looked into this man's eyes and I saw him, I saw his face for the first time. And let me tell you, it's Jesus Christ. It's Jesus Christ. This man is Jesus. He looks just like Jesus. And I don't know if it's, if it's the, um, the shirt over the head that makes the sort of like Jesus kind of hood thing, you know, the robes that they wear back in biblical times. I don't know if it's that that made him look like, like extra like Jesus, but the dude looks just like Jesus. And it really took me aback. I was taken aback by the fact that this guy's Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then I just kind of was like, uh-huh, have a nice, have a good day. And then he's like, have a nice day. And he was so gentle, like he spoke so kind and gentle and then went back to his work of sweeping. They're like the, the, the seed pods from trees that look like French fries, that look like crinkle fries. <laughs> um, they're everywhere. And yeah, they're really annoying and you do slip on them. You do slip and trip on them when you're, when you're running and you're revenge training past them. Um, but I just, it was very kind of him to take the time to sweep off the community stairs. He didn't have to do it, but you know why he did it? Because he's Jesus. He's Jesus Christ. I met Jesus. He lives in my neighborhood and he's revenge training. Um, and he's super sweet and he's super nice. And, uh, you know what? I guess mystery solved. I guess we know why he's revenge training now. It all makes sense. He's Jesus Christ. Anyway, um, I will report back if I have any more encounters with, uh, revenge training Jesus, but, um, he's a super nice guy and I hope he wins his fight against uh the people who did him wrong hi what's up girl kevin mm -mm. so i had a um <laughs> i had a follow-up story so a couple episodes ago i don't know when maybe uh, maybe this will be another previously on temperamental with lisa foils one time when i was living in my apartment complex in portland oregon uh the elevator broke and me and my friend drew thought it would be super funny um, <laughs> to just leave ridiculous signs on every floor. So we went to every floor and we taped signs to the elevator that said elevator Birkin <laughs> on every floor just to confuse people. And I thought it was hilarious and I still think it is hilarious. I don't think it was childish and immature at all. I think it was super funny and I would do it again today. Elevator Borkin or like it was like elevator is borked or like something don't don't use or something like it was something so <laughs> ridiculous and we posted it at every entrance of the elevator uh because we thought that was super funny um and then that I, I so I texted that to Drew and he Riley I totally didn't even realize you were here hi I know we give so much love to the Kevins but you're the goodest you're the goodest dog so I texted that to Drew and I was like hey remember this and he started laughing and he's like yeah and then remember when the guy called the elevator <laughs> and I started laughing so hard tears actual tears were streaming streaming down my face as if I was watching a Sarah McLaughlin uh dog commercial I was crying I was crying laughing oh my gosh because I remembered this story I remember this happening and I hadn't thought about it for so many years. So this is, this is so crazy. I'm going to tell this story. This podcast is all about st funny stories, right? This, I want this podcast to just be about random, funny stories. Anyways, this is a random funny story. <laughs> Me and Drew were in this elevator going up to my floor. I'm sorry. Are you licking the toys on my podcast set, Riley? Can you not do that, please? Thank you. 
Um, so Drew and I are in this elevator. We're going up to my floor. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, so there's like a speaker in the elevator. I don't know why. Maybe it's for like emergency reasons so you can communicate with whoever is stuck in the elevator. If that happens, I don't know. But there's a speaker and the speaker starts ringing. <laughs> We're standing there and it's just like. We're like, what in the carnation? It rings again. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then all of a sudden a dude starts talking to us through the speaker and he goes, hello <laughs> and we're standing in the elevator just like hello <laughs> and he goes is this verizon wireless <laughs> and we say no this is an elevator <laughs> i swear this happened and the dude <laughs> he pauses just the right comedic amount. And then he says, I called an elevator. <laughs> We're like, yeah, you called an elevator. We're in an elevator. And he's like, he's so confused. And he's like, so this, this isn't Verizon wireless. And we're like, no, this is an elevator. <laughs> and then he's just like, okay, uh, Great. Thanks. Bye. Uh, and then we laughed for eight hours. We laughed for so many hours. Um, <laughs> it was just, oh, we were the type of best friends at the, t at the age where just like one funny thing can set you off for days, for days and days. And you're inconsolable. And then one's crying and then the other's crying. And then like you start to calm down and then the other friend like just says anything and then you both start crying, laughing again. Like those are the best types of friendships. <laughs> but this dude called an elevator. How and why and what? The, our only regret, and we realized this about an hour afterward, after we were seriously just doubled over in pain from all of the laughing, um, we both said, God dang it. Like we should have... Ask that guy to give us the number, to give us the whatever phone number he called. Dude, give us the number. <laughs> but I, you know, God, it was so long ago. I don't even know if he was calling from like a smartphone where you could even look at the number that you dialed. Like he may have been just straight up from a landline when those existed. So I don't know. So, you know, we, we try not to beat ourselves up about it, but we do. That's probably our biggest regret in life, in life as a whole, is that we didn't ask elevator caller guy what number he dialed to call our elevator. <laughs> because I like to think that I would have used that a lot. <laughs> like, what do you do? What do you do with a phone number that calls an elevator? For sure, you have to mess with people. It's like the ultimate prank call. Because nobody's expecting it. We weren't expecting it. We were minding our own business. And then some dude was trying to talk to us about Verizon Wireless. Uh, which is great. Um, <laughs> that poor guy. But anyway, I like to think, like, what would I do uh, with a, a phone number that called an elevator directly? And I like to think I would go full saw. I like to think I'd go full jigsaw. Like, people are standing in the elevator. And I just come over the income and I'm like, Hello. Would you like to play a game? <laughs>
the elevator you are currently in is plunging toward the center of the world, and you're soon, soon going to be swallowed up in Earth's hot lava in the center of the Earth's core. It's so hot, you're going to melt and die and bubble. And Like, we think there's lava in there, but, like, how... We're not, how could anybody know? How could scientists know that there's lava in the middle of the earth? You know, we don't even know what's at the bottom of the Marianas Trench. And yet we're supposed to believe that scientists have like a dipstick that can just go to the center of the world and then pull it out and be like, oh yeah, it is really hot in there. And then as, <laughs> and then as I'm ranting about that, then they all just, they, they, they do, they plummet into the lava and they die. But if they don't, <laughs> you're all about to plummet into the center of the earth's core. Or you can save your life by skinning yourselves alive with this ballpoint pen and plastic knife. You will skin yourselves and then turn your skin inside out and put it back on like an inside out skin onesie. The choice is yours. Will you die and melt in the center of the earth's lava core? Or will you do an inside out skin dance to Gangnam Style? The clock is ticking. (laughs) That's the worst uh, jigsaw voice ever, and it really hurt my throat doing that. My voice is very sore now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's, you know, that's what you do, right? You just mess with people. You're trapped in an elevator. Dude, do you remember? Oh, my gosh. I know that I said that the Cleveland tourism video was my favorite video on the internet, but this, this one actually might be my favorite video on the internet. It's called Living with Jigsaw. This dude did a sketch about what it would be like to uh, <laughs> be roommates with Jigsaw from Saw. Why are you not opening? Hey, Link, you have one job. I click you, you open, you play. Dude, this is so funny. Okay, I have to play some of this. (laughs) I want to play a game. Okay, well, I want to take a shower, so. The toilet has been clogged with two ply paper towels and dirty socks. If you do not fix it in the next 27 seconds, it will overflow, covering your personal electronic devices in filthy toilet water. To reach them, you must walk barefoot across a floor covered in razor blades. The clock is ticking, Gary. Make your choice. (laughs) That's so good. Uh, Chris Chris Capel? Chris Capel? Who did that? Um... There's a follow-up one where it's called working with Jigsaw, and then it's it would be like, uh, what it'd be like to work with Jigsaw in a corporate environment in a cubicle situation, and it is also super funny, and you should look it up. But it's so good, it's so good. But the living with Jigsaw, that one, one that one's my favorite. Um, okay, what else? Okay, I was gonna tell one all that story because I always say I'm gonna tell all that stories, and then I usually forget. But I'm gonna tell one today, and I don't need this piping hot computer. So slime, people ask me about getting slimed all the time on Nickelodeon. And when I first joined the cast of all that, it was like what we all talked about. We're like, when are we going to get slimed? Because we knew it was a rite of passage. It was an honor to get slimed once you're on Nickelodeon. I was so excited about it. And it didn't happen uh, for the whole like first season of all that. Obviously, we had a whole bunch of other gross things happen to us while we filmed all that because it's just, it's just it's a Nickelodeon show. It's a kids show. Of course, gross things are going to happen. We had a sketch called Tilt-A-Hurl where <laughs> you go and you're like trying to get on this ride and then the carney's like, here come the loop-de-loop. And then you look up and then you get vomited on. And it was a vomit-like concoction just made out of 
you know, totally normal edible foods in uh, balloons and they would pop the balloons up in the rafters and it would rain down on us. And uh, that was Jeremy Rowley from uh, the Groundlings who played the carny from Tilt a Whirl. Tilt a Hurl. Tilt a Hurl. Step right up and ride a Tilt a Hurl. Who wants to ride a Tilt a Hurl? Oh, I was looking Ticket. for. No, no, my name is Ernie. I was just hired to work here at the amusement park. They told me to come to the Tilt a Hurl for training. Yeah. Tilt a Hurl's the baddest ride in the park. <laughs> so funny. God, he's so funny. And, uh, so yeah, so we got messy all the time while filming all that, but we, we hadn't gotten slimed yet. So we're like, what do we get to get slimed? So then Nickelodeon informed me and Giovanni that they were going to fly me and Gio to Florida back when they filmed at Nickelodeon studios in Orlando, Florida. They were going to film an episode of Slime Time Live, and we got to be the guests on Slime Time Live. And we were so stoked. We flew all the way out there. I remember on that trip, I got so sick. That was like the first time in my life I remember losing my voice. I got straight up laryngitis when we first got there. I could not talk. It was super strange. Um, Vividly remember that, like first time ever. Uh, I've suffered with that through the years since then. I think I have it under control now. But uh, I get laryngitis. I was getting it like uh, twice or three times, four times a year. My voice would just completely go out because of a sinusitis. Sinusitis. Sinus infection. Horrible. Horrible, awful. Um, But yeah, so my voice went out, but it somehow magically recovered before we filmed the first uh, on the first day of Slime Time Live. And it was so awesome. I got pied in the face first. Just mid-sentence, just they came up behind me, pied me in the face, got all inside my eyes, just all inside there. Um, I think I wore contacts at the time, so that was not ideal for me, but (laughs) just whipped cream pie to the face. Uh, It's great. It's great. Loved it. Loved it. Total honor. But it was like, when are we going to get slimed? And then it finally happened. We got slimed. We got the green all over us. It stained our skin. It tasted great. <laughs> Somebody told me there's a guy on YouTube who um, like used to make the slime for Nickelodeon and he goes into how it's made and you know the, the ingredients and, the, and all that stuff. I remember it had tapioca pudding in it. Definitely pudding. Pudding was like the main ingredient. Pudding, a ton of food coloring. There was a couple other things, but it was, there was always like vanilla pudding or tapioca pudding depending on what kind of consistency they wanted it to have. So that was the green slime. And then after I got slimed the first time on Slime Time Live, I got slimed several times after that in my Nickelodeon career. But there was one very memorable time. I say memorable, (laughs) although I can't... (laughs) I say it was so memorable. But I also can't remember the exact time that it happened. Like I don't remember what sketch we were doing or what show I was appearing on or what it was, but but I remember... Here's why it was memorable. I was blonde at the time. So I was, I was the redhead on all that for like three years. I loved being the redhead, but uh, come year four, I wanted to change. I wanted to be different. I wanted to mix it up. I've always been somebody who loves changing their hair color, especially when I was younger. Now I stay with the red because I'm a cheapskate. And I know that if I have to, if I change my hair color, I'm going to have to get all new headshots and photos. And that's expensive. I'm not here to spend money. So I do, I dye my hair different shades of red. I'll go like super crazy dark red or like light red. I'll mix it it up that way. 
But uh, I used to love changing my hair color. So then I asked Nickelodeon, I'm like, can I be blonde for a season 10 of all that? And they're like, sure. I think they were fine with it because Jamie Lynn was gone for that season. <laughs> she, Jamie Lynn Spears did season eight and nine and she was blonde and I was redhead and we had like one of each hair color on the set. And so then when Jamie pieced out and I was like, can I be blonde? They were like, sure, fine. We don't, we don't care. This is the last year of the show anyway. <laughs> You're all getting fired. Um, so I dyed my hair blonde. And then uh, at that point, getting slimed was just like part of the job. We weren't, you know, it, we didn't have that fun excitement of the first year. We're just like, let's just do it. Just pour, pour the slime on. Let's move on. So I was doing some kind of sketch. I got slimed with the classic green slime. Yay, we did it. And then I went to take a shower. And I was, <laughs> I started to realize that the green was not coming out of my very light blonde hair. I wasn't just blonde. I was like light, light bleachy blonde. I was like Playboy Bunny bright blonde. Um, and the green was not coming out of my hair. The green stained my hair. It stained it. <laughs> it, was, it was the grossest color I've ever seen. Um, I like to compare it to, um, I think, Eliza Schlesinger, that comedian. She has a joke about how like every girl has one bra, like one comfy, ugly bra that you can only describe as brownish gray. Um, my hair was kind of brownish, grayish, greenish. It was just the ugliest. It was very dishwater. It was so it was so gross. It stained my hair. Um, and Nickelodeon was so sweet. They paid for me to get it fixed. It's very nice of them. Um, but it wasn't fixed right away. So there's definitely a couple days there where I walked around with just the grossest hair color you could ever imagine. I thought that was so insane. It's crazy to think that a, a liquid can have so much food coloring in it that just having it touch your hair and sit on your hair for like, um, it was probably like half an hour stained your, <laughs> stained my hair. And not in a cool way. It's not like I had like bright green hair after that. I had, I had the disgusting color hair. Uh, but yeah, so I get the slime question a lot. I love being slimed. I got slimed a lot all the time. It was great. Uh, but yeah, except for the time it stained my hair. I think that was probably the last time I ever got slimed. Um, so it was memorable. You know, love that. Anyway, thank you guys. <clears throat> I think it's been, yeah, it's been about time. I went a little bit over. Um, thank you guys for watching. Again, if you're going to be in Vegas for my Von Bolt shows, please come see us. We have a, such a good time performing. And uh, let me know if any if there's any guesses for what uh, scotch is in the Stormtrooper. Scotch jar. Is that what it's called? It's not decanter. There's a word for this. It's whiskey, whiskey jar. Whiskey in the jar. <laughs> Love you guys. See you next week. This is a picture of me and Bruce Willis. And he's in an oversized foam cowboy hat. He's in a novelty cowboy hat. And uh, I just remembered this was on my podcast set. And I will tell this story soon. But I just want all of you to walk away from this episode knowing that this is me and Bruce Willis in an oversized novelty cowboy hat.